My name's Robin Carter and I'm one of the pastors here and I have the privilege of just giving a short word before I invite Craig and Kathy from Miracle Connect to talk about um, uh, the mission that we, Miracle Connect, that we support as a church with an annual offering. And uh, there's lots of... Uh, um, mission opportunities that we're involved in. The green team's been mentioned uh, um, and uh, the different involvement. We support chaplains in the local community, lots of different ways that we seek to in, engage the wider community. One thing that is uh, um, in the last week is that we have an opportunity in the community carols. Uh, one of us have the opportunity to preach the gospel at the community carols organised by the combined churches in Mount Barker and three or 4,000 people attend that event. The council allow us to set the agenda and to present the gospel and to present Christ. Um, but we will be uh, needing uh, volunteers on December the 4th in the uh, different times of the day and you may be available just for a few hours for setup or helping for find lost children. COVID marshals, that's one of the big ones. They need 15 or so COVID marshals um, and then the pack down and uh, several other things, photographer, handing out candles, information, leaflets. So on the help desk, you can sign up for that uh, at the end of the service. So we'll let you know uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, that opportunity as well. But mission, how do we do mission? And I've titled my message this morning. I want to welcome those who are online. It's great to have you with us. And we trust already you've been blessed with what uh, you've been sharing in with us, albeit online. So thank you uh, for joining us. But the title of my message is Doing uh, Mission God's Way. Doesn't matter whether it's local, overseas, cross-cultural, doesn't matter in uh, what context, we need to do mission uh, God's ways. In the last uh, three weeks, almost to the day today, Australia entered into a mission. Uh, they involved, the police were involved, uh, the CFS, the emergency services. I'm not even sure if they got the army involved. People from all different communities and even some came from different places around Australia. And even a million dollar reward was offered to find one little girl, little four-year-old girl, who had gone AWOL, who had, was lost to her family and we threw all our resources uh, at finding that little girl. And praise God, in the last few days, she's been found. She's been reunited with her father and her mother. She's in the embrace of her parents again. And uh, that mission has been accomplished. But God also, when he created us, um, we went AWOL. We turned against him. We, walk, we walked and talked with him in the garden. We were in intimate communion with him. And we turned away from him. And right from creation, God has thrown all his resources on a mission to bring humanity, to bring you and me uh, back into his embrace. Just as little Cleo was embraced by her family, uh, God is longing for humanity and for each individual to come back to him. And he's thrown all his resources at, at achieving that goal. And he has commanded us as his church to be part of that mission. We are on the ground, if you like, uh, searching for, speaking out for, um, pointing people the way back to their heavenly father. And in Matthew 28, it says, Go, 19 and 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me and obey my words. Baptise them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstances and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. And we need to hear that as a church, uh, that that's our, um, that's our mission as a church is 
to go and make disciples and baptise and praise God for the baptisms that are happening uh, next Friday night and the ones that have, have been happening, but then discipling and teaching people to obey all that Jesus has commanded. And God's mission as, he, as we make disciples is um, to restore humanity through the work of the cross. Colossians 1, 18 and 19, for God was pleased to have all the fullness to dwell in him, meaning Christ, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through the blood, uh, through his blood shed on the cross. God is wanting to restore and reconcile all things. And then in Ephesians 2, uh, he wants to uh, create an eternal family that he intended in the original creation to bring us back to him, to be part of his eternal family. In Ephesians 2, it says his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He's talking about Greeks, Jews and Gentiles and how they hated each other and yet in the cross they become one humanity and one family and that's the work that God's mission is uh, and that we are part of is to restore humanity to God and to each other. So three things in the... Brief time that I'm sharing this morning that I want us to hear and take to heart. If we're going to do mission personally, if we're going to do mission locally, if we're going to do mission cross-culturally, we need to do it the way God does it. The first thing is we need to do mission with humility. When God was reaching out to us, we'll be celebrating over the next few weeks with the Christmas season, the birth of the of the Son of God himself coming into our midst in a grotty stable uh, to grow as a carpenter's son. Um, and as the scripture says uh, that as he, as he grew up, he had no form or comeliness that we would desire him. He wasn't some great personality that people were drawn to him because of his charisma, but people were drawn to him because of the message that he proclaimed. And that's what we need to do is be a people uh, who come with humility, uh, just as God came with humility to draw us back Uh, to himself and if we want to restore relationships uh, between uh, might be between a husband and wife it might be between children and siblings it might be between a friend or someone in the life of the church Uh, we need to just do things the way God does things when he wants to restore a relationship go to the person with humility uh, and uh, and grace a graceful attitude uh, towards them and uh, be eager to do what is for their good and to um, just have that sense of see them as better than yourselves, the scripture says, and then begin to have the, the speaking the truth in love and have whatever hard conversation you need to have. But in cross-cultural mission, it needs to be done with humility. In the book, uh, uh, One Blood, um, it talks about uh, summarising across all denominations how Christians engage with our Indigenous population um, when we first colonised Australia. And it talks about many of the missionaries had Christianised Western culture to the point where they simply thought to be Christian was to make people like the British uh, were at the time. And they looked down and saw um, our Indigenous brothers and sisters as inferior, needing to uh, come up to standard uh, to be what they ought to be. 
And those missions that had, missionaries that had that attitude, if they preached the gospel, people still came to faith, but it did a lot of damage. But there were other missionaries who lived in the communities, who uh, uh, lived and, and ate the f- food that they were eating um, and had their families in the community and they learnt the language and didn't try to teach them English but learnt their language so that they could preach the gospel in the language of the people. They saw them as equals, as loved children of God, as precious children created in the image of God and treated them as equals and those missionaries have had long-term effect that even exist today because they came with humility and grace and acceptance seeing people as as their person in the image of God and uh, that was critical to their effectiveness in bringing the gospel in a way that they could hear and understand and we as a church we support missionaries who have an attitude of humility and grace wherever they're going that they'll have a desire to learn and to seek to hear what God is already doing before they get there. God is already at work and they'll seek to tune into what God is doing even in a culture that's never heard the name of Jesus. And so with humility, we want to do mission as a church. So let's remember that, that that's one of our priorities. Secondly, if we're going to do mission God's way, we need to do mission with acts of love. As Jesus grew and began his ministry, he only did, if you like, uh, intentional ministry that we know about um, for a very short time. And as he did that, he healed the sick and he healed the leper, uh, he healed the blind, um, he uh, fed the multitudes when they were hungry, um, he set the captives free, he cast out demons, he did things that changed people's lives in a practical way as he came with the message of the kingdom, wanting people to be reconciled uh, to God. And so Jesus is... Uh, the expression of God in our midst and he was doing acts of love on on God's mission to bring the message of the gospel and to restore us in our relationship with God and so too if we want to be reconciled to each other in families in churches in in any context if we want to restore relationships we need to have an attitude of doing what is good even Jesus said to love your enemies to do what is for their good to have in your heart to seek their well-being whoever they are whatever they've done and uh, seek their well-being if you want them, if you want to be reconciled uh, to that person. Seek to bless them by your actions. Seek to bless them by your words and let your actions show uh, what is in your heart. And in cross-cultural mission, as a church, in our commitment to cross-cultural mission, uh, we want to do uh, support missionaries who understand the importance of loving people in a practical way, doing things that serve them. Most missionaries for the last 2,000 years have been doctors and teachers and agricultural workers and people who help in some practical way um, uh, and helping people uh, have well-being in a, in a physical sense as they proclaim and preach the gospel and bring the good news of who Jesus is. In Western Nepal, uh, where Baptist World Aid and TIR and other uh, Christian organisations have funded Christians in Nepal to go to the Western regions of Nepal, I've got a secular paper with a front page article saying Christianity is emerging in the Western regions of Nepal. And it was because Christians, they didn't go to plant churches, but over 15 years of loving the people and helping them out of poverty, 50 churches emerged in the Western regions of Nepal and Christianity began to emerge as people loved people in a very practical way. 
Unbiblical conservative Christians call it the social gospel. I say it's part of the gospel. And if we don't love people in practical ways, seek justice and mercy and compassion and speak up for the underprivileged, uh, then we are undermining the power of the people to hear the message of the gospel. And finally, if we're going to do mission God's way, we need to do it with humility, do it with loving acts, speaking up for justice and what's right for people, defending people who are downtrodden. We need to, as we do these things, be proclaiming the good news of the gospel and it will be heard with open hearts as people feel loved and they feel uh, that you are there um, who genuinely accept them and love them. Then they will hear the message that you bring. Jesus uh, proclaimed the good news that um, God reigns. The announcement in the heavenly host at Christmas time was that God reigns, and that's the good news. And in Isaiah 52, when Jerusalem had been ransacked and the people had been exiled and the people were depressed and, and, and weighed down by everything that had happened, we read in verse 7 and 8, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their, vo- they lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. We need to be people in the challenges that people are facing in their lives, the hardships that they're facing. One of the key messages that people need to hear in a pandemic, in our nation, in our community, people need to hear the message that God reigns, that our God reigns. He hasn't stepped off the throne. Thing, things will, uh, God will be, is achieving his purposes in the midst of all that is happening. And secondly, as we proclaim the gospel of the good news, that God reigns, that he is Lord of all. You don't make him Lord. He is your Lord, whether you like it or not. And you're under his lordship, whether you don't sort of come and tell God you're going to make him Lord. He is your Lord, whether you like it or not. And it's how you're responding to that, that uh, is determining your relationship with God. But as we do that, we proclaim the good news that people are loved by God. John 3, very familiar words. I'm going to read verse 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only one one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world. And here's a challenge, I think, for Christianity. We must ask ourselves what message we are sending to the world. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. And we need to be, proclaim the good news that all that Christ has done on the cross has, is to pave the way for us to be embraced by our Heavenly Father, to come back into fellowship with him and intimacy with him and know his presence in their lives. And we need to, in our personal relationships, if we want to be restored, speak well of the person that you want to restore a relationship with. See the person how God sees them, created in God's image, loved by God, forgiven by God. Tell the person you love them. Speak the truth in love. Speak what is good and beneficial to them. Seek their good in all things, just as God reaches out in Christ, seeking our good for all eternity, to be in his presence for eternity, and also to seek uh, to show us the way that we can live our lives and seeking uh, what is good for us in this life. In cross-cultural mission, we come uh, to people with humility, with acts of love, as we proclaim the good news. And in a, as a, <clears throat> over the last three or four years, I've helped the missions team. We don't call them a committee anymore. I don't like that word. 
the cross-cultural missions team um, have uh, developed policies that affirm the importance of doing mission God's way, of doing mission in, in line with best practice that actually does help people and doesn't harm people. And uh, we, we uh, support missionaries who understand these things, who are people of humility and grace, who understand that they will work with people and do what is for their good as they proclaim the forgiveness uh, through the blood of Christ. Miracle Connect um, is particularly an organisation that is uh, in, a, in a context where it's very hard to do on-the-ground work uh, as a Christian person. Um, then they, uh, and they'll let Craig and Cathy speak more, they're very much proclaiming the good news in right across the Middle East. We support Baptist World Aid that emphasises practical work where people's hearts and minds are open to the gospel as they are loved and helped in many uh, different ways through many different projects and uh, and Hohidii is a combination of proclamation and community work where they do medical work and a school and community work as they proclaim the gospel and have a church and do evangelism it's all wrapped up to, together and so this morning as uh, the organization that is doing in a, the, the gospel is the answer to what's happening in the Middle East and the good news of who Jesus is is ultimately the answer and I'm going to ask uh, Craig and Kathy now to come and share with us about Miracle Connect so that we can consider our response and how we can support them so thank you Craig and Kathy. Thanks, Robin, and good morning, everybody. Many of you will know that I'm actually the acting campus pastor at Allgate, our sister church at Hills Baptist Church at the moment. And so I want to speak to you with that hat on first. So I've got two hats. This is my Allgate, acting Allgate campus pastor hat. And that is just to say a big thank you to this congregation uh, for what happened here a couple of months ago when we farewelled Mark Sanders. I know, I think there was a message went through. But from my perspective, I really want to repeat that because that Sunday, A, we did, I think the church did a great job of farewelling Mark and doing that right and well. So that was one thing. But this congregation actually really loved and blessed the all great congregation at that time. Um, absolutely, you served us. You did a lot of the legwork that needed to be done that day. Um, you vacated this area so that all great people had priority for this space. And personally... You know, I really appreciate it, but I know that many in our congregation really appreciate it. I think something happened spiritually that day in that space around just loving and serving. And um, so I really want to say thank you. And with that, I want to put my other hat on, which is um, Kathy and I are both part of the board of Miracle Connect. And Miracle Connect is a, a media, multimedia ministry to the Middle East and North Africa. So we use satellite television to 22 countries 24-7. We've got internet radio that's going out to people and has a particular focus on young women. And we have um, social media, which ever is increasing all the time. And so we're part of that. We, um, we speak about mission. We feel really blessed in many ways because Kathy and I get to serve not only locally but internationally as well. Um, Perhaps one of the things we're going to provide for you today is an opportunity to partner and be practically involved in that as well. But Miracle Connect, and I've mentioned this here before, is an Indigenous ministry. And what does that actually mean? An Indigenous ministry is a ministry that um, 
is made up of people, of workers who have language and culture. So all of the workers, the paid workers for Miracle Connect have language and culture. They're native Arabic speakers. Um, so they, it's really effective because of that because they actually understand the people they're reaching out to, their neighbours. And the other thing is they have a heart to reach out. So just understand that most of these people have lived as a minority group in the countries in which they live and operate. That they've faced discrimination and in some cases persecution for their faith. And yet their heart is to reach out to their neighbours with the good news of Jesus. So we actually have um, teams, um, a big part, um, you know, in various countries. We like to say it's the connect piece that actually makes the difference. It's the connect piece. We say Miracle Connect. And when we say connect, Miracle Connect does not only do media, but in actual fact, over half of our team is follow-up. So everybody who's involved in television, they actually know the main game is the follow-up team. The people who work in radio, they know the main game is the follow-up team. And the people who work in social media, they know the aim is to get people in contact and journeying towards Christ. In fact, it was great to hear Lucy say that she doesn't journey alone because one of the things that um, Miracle Connect uses as a catchphrase for people is don't journey alone in your work to, your walk towards Jesus. Don't journey alone. And understand that this is in places where there is no church that they're speaking to. So we actually have inquirer teams, um, follow-up teams operating in Tunisia, in Morocco, in Algeria, um, and our central office in Cairo, and in really good and exciting news is we're about to see a team come um, to, to be in Sudan, in northern Sudan, which um, is really exciting for us. The other thing is we actually see people coming to faith every week and joining discipleship groups every week. So one of the things we really aim to do is not only bring people to Christ, but to bring them into community where they can fellowship. Now understand that these places, in many places, don't have churches. Churches are not available in either the, the, the country they live in or the city they live in or, if they're rural, anywhere near them. And one of the things Miracle Connect is able to do is to bring new believers into community and into fellowship through internet and through, through social media. So we do that. And teams meet, uh, groups meet in different cities, from different cities and even different countries because the way they can do it and be safe. They can meet safely and have fellowship and grow um, in their love of Jesus. So we actually have 12 of these groups running at the moment, 12 groups meeting, uh, new believers meeting to grow in Christ. So I'm going to hand to Kathy, who's actually going to take you through a little bit of some, present a couple of things that we do in a testimony, so come on up. Thanks. Um, I just wanted to say how excited I am to be part of Miracle Connect at the moment. Like it's a time of real growth where um, new programs are happening and new staff members are being put on and 
Um, and the response is just growing and growing. And so we put on new staff members, but still we have more response from our audience than we can handle. So it's just really um, an exciting ministry. What we want to uh, show you right now is a commercial for a new radio program that we began this year. Um, we're showing you, it's a part of the commercial, we're um, not showing you because you think, we think you'll tune in, but we're showing you because we want to give you a bit of an idea about how we go about doing what we do. And also the um, cross-promotion that you'll see throughout this ad just gives you a bit of an idea of the scope of what we do. عشان كده في برنامجنا بسمة صباح هتلاقي دايما اللي نفسك تحكي فيه واللي نفسك تسمعي هنسمع بعض نحترم وجهات نظر بعض وارائنا المختلفه في بسمة صباح هنحكي وهنتشارك وهنسمع بعض في مواضيع كتيره هتخلينا ان احنا نتشجع ان احنا نكمل السكه او اننا نبدا من جديد استنونا في برنامجنا بسمة صباح من الاحد للخميس من 10 ل 11 الصبح بتوقيت القاهرة تابعونا على قناة معجزة أو كمان على صفحتنا على الفيسبوك وتقدري تنزلي الابلكيشن بتاعنا من على جوجل بلاي أو من على أبي ستور باسم ريديو ميراكل أو راديو معجزة بالعربي كمان تقدري تتواصلي معنا على واتساب رقمنا هو 002-0120-5522 راديو معجزة ما تمشيش السكة الواحدة So last time I showed um, that little bit of a commercial in a church, I went home that day to receive an email from our office in Cairo where they said that they'd had four young women become believers through um, you know, viewing that program. And so, yeah, <laughs> that's really great. <laughs> um, and I'm going to read you the testimony of one of them. And this is the testimony in, of um, Manar from Libya, and it's in her own words. Translated, of course. Um, I'm studying at the Faculty of Administration and Economics. I was looking for the meaning of true love. I found an advertisement for Radio Miracle. I learned about what true love is, its qualities, and that it is unconditional. I contacted Miracle Connect. Through my conversations with them, I learned about God's love and how he loves me and accepts me despite my sins. I learned that his forgiveness is I learned that forgiveness is only available in Jesus. I read John's gospel with them and understood that Jesus helped many people and he atoned for their sins and paid the price for their sins. I learned that he is God incarnated as man. I learned more about Jesus and what he had done for me. I prayed with them and they sent me a copy of the Bible. They check in on me regularly and encourage me. I am very grateful and very joyful. Um, and yeah, just take from that that we're not only putting the message out there and, and getting commitments, but also we are walking a discipleship journey with these people. The amazing thing is we have testimonies like that every week. This is not just a random, occasional, hey, we got one. Um, this is happening all the time. So there's just a couple of things I want to communicate um, before we finish here and before we provide an opportunity uh, to respond. And the first is just how you can support Miracle Connect. And there are, you know, the standard ways that you, we support um, mission organisations. So we really want to encourage you to pray. That's absolutely there. But, um, and the, you know, how we can give is, is up here. But just to say that 
uh, Miracle Connect is a really financially efficient organisation. Um, and part of that is because it's supporting Indigenous missionaries, supporting people from local with culture, like I say. So a couple of amazing things. $50 actually pays for one hour of satellite transition. I actually find that outrageously cheap. You wouldn't think that 50 bucks would pay for satellite television to 22 countries. Um, you know, one hour, 50 bucks does that. And $8,000 a year actually supports one of our um, follow-up workers. So that's $160 a week, um, you know, that we actually have to support one of those. So you can just do the maths for yourself. But if you have 16, 16 of us contribute $500 a year, that actually covers the salary you know, so 10 bucks a week from 16 people covers the salary of one of our follow-up workers. Um, so it's really efficient and it's really effective in that way. And so we're going to come back to that slide because we're going to provide um, an opportunity for you to respond in that way. But um, I do want to speak to another thing that's happening because if 15 minutes isn't enough for you to say, hmm, I'd like to think a bit about this and what I might contribute, especially if you're thinking of contributing a bit more, um, there's another opportunity for you to learn more um, and we've actually put on a dinner. It's called Virtually Algeria. Um, it's on the 17th of uh, November. It's a busy week, I know, at Burnside City Uniting Church. Um, but a couple of things to share with you about that what's going on. You'll hear more testimonies um, of, of the way that Cathy spoke, but not only will you hear them secondhand read from a piece of paper, you'll be seeing people who are sharing their testimony of their journey to Jesus from their background. Um, so that's quite special. We have a real focus on Algeria. It's called Virtually Algeria. Last year, we actually called this event Virtually Cairo. It actually booked out. Um, the food was fantastic. If you don't, uh, Middle Eastern food is magnificent. So that's there and available for people. There is translation, just in case you don't speak Arabic, okay? <laughs> the people that we have there, that's what they speak. They speak Arabic. Um, we also have live crosses. So people, live crosses to Algeria and Cairo, people there. Um, and I want to show you a teaser. And this is a teaser. We'll show the full video of this um, on the night. But this is actually one of our workers in Algeria um, actually packed his lunch one day and went to the mountains. And this is the start of that story.
And uh, the rest of that video actually shows the prayer and him, and him giving his life to Christ, which is just an amazing thing. That guy, he's, he's an amazing dude. I mean, he takes extra lunch with him when he goes to the mountains because he just might happen to meet someone who might need Jesus. Um, mm, really good. So anyway, um, if you want to sign up and, and see more about that virtually, Algeria, see Kathy or I at the end. We've got a flyer like this with a QR code that helps you to sign up for that. All the links are in the weekly update as well. But the last thing we want to do is um, just to provide you with an opportunity. And Dave and Robin have graciously given us this time today and also given us you know, time in the service to say, um, you know, let's respond. So the ways you know, to do that, I'd really encourage you, to, if you want to, get out your phone and go to miracleconnect.org, which is up there. Um, because how to give is through that, the, the easiest and best way is to give through the website. Go to the website, look at miracleconnect.org. If you actually want to get more information, the website's a great place to get it. And if you go right to the bottom of the first page, there's a place where you can sign up to get regular news testimonies of what's going on. Two-minute read for that once a month. Um, and so that's worth doing. So I really want to encourage you to do that. Um, but there's going to be a time of prayer now where we meet that. But in that time as well, there's an opportunity for you to think about what would God have me do? Um, you know, how can I partner what would he be asking of me in this space and how can we support in, in what way and what's he asking me to do? So use this time to pray. Use this time to pray about what you might give. Use this time to surf the internet if you want to, but especially miracleconnect.org. And so, yeah, thank you, Dave. Awesome. Thanks so much, Craig. Let's give him a round of applause for Kathy. Kathy, can you come up here as well? One of the things we've talked about as a church is that we don't need to put our name on everything. There's so many fantastic organisations that are doing such great work and so often lacking numbers. And we as a church are growing and we have plenty of people with plenty of resource and it would be, it would be silly of us not to look around and say, what can we partner with? And so for us, we do that with Hungry No More. We do that with Kairos Prison Ministry. We do that with Green Team. We do that with Miracle Connect. And so it's not, this is not a sales pitch we're not sitting here going, you know, sales pitching, please give. No, this is an invitation to partnership with a mighty move of God in the Middle East. And we could talk at nauseam about what God is doing in the Middle East. He is doing a phenomenal work. Story after story after story of Jesus literally appearing to people in their homes, a man dressed in white, just bringing the good news to people and people's lives are being transformed radically over and over and over again. The Middle East is a rich mission field and so we want to partner as a church in that mission field. And this is an opportunity to do that. This is a way to do it. As Craig said, if, if the first date is not enough for that sense of connection, then use this first date to pray. Use this opportunity to pray over the Middle East. Pray for Miracle Connect. If you'd like to connect with uh, virtually Algeria, please go and see Craig and Kathy over there and do that. What we'd love to do now is pause, pray over these two. Pray over their work, but also pray over that office and what it represents as being a board of Miracle Connect, praying over Miracle Connect as a mission which we love and champion and support. You've been listening to a sermon from Hills Baptist Church. To find out more or to hear other great content, find us at hillsbaptist.com.
or on your podcast app.